Well, a bit later on in the show, we are going to check in with a teacher to find out how online learning is going so far. A lot of people uh, talking about the challenges with that and how they are adapting to distance learning. But before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about safety. And with more and more people, particularly students and younger children, going online, how do you make sure your kids are safe and they are not being targeted by cyber bullies or others that try to reach out and connect with somebody when they shouldn't be. Well, let's bring in Linda Annis, Executive Director of Metro Vancouver Crime Stoppers. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you, Chael. Uh, this is uh, something that I'm sure a lot of parents have been thinking about and talking about. Crime Stoppers has put out a release with some tips on what parents can do to make sure their kids are safe online. What would you say the number one thing is? Well, I think it's very important to monitor your kids' activity when they're online to make sure that they aren't being cyberbullied or that their privacy isn't uh, in jeopardy. And are there things people, I would imagine people are doing that anyway. Are there, there added measures or increased measures people can take? Well, I think to really sit down with your kids and talk it through with them and make sure that they know that pictures that they're putting up, things that they're putting out there, Uh, can be a criminal offense. You can't be intimidating or harassing others. Um, It's uh, a bullying pattern that stays with you for the rest of your life. It's not like, you know, the old-fashioned bullying that you had in the schoolyard as a kid. This is with you 24 hours a day and um, will stay you throughout your life. If you're putting up pictures, you have to be mindful that, you know, future employment could be at stake if you're putting things up that aren't appropriate. And is that the main concern now with such an increase that children and teens are seeing likely in in some cases as far as online time? Uh, Is the main concern what they might be posting or is it that they might become victims of a cyber crime themselves? It's both. I think it's really, really important that um, kids and adults, for that matter, don't send out mean threatening emails or instant messages Uh, They don't put up embarrassing photos of either themselves or others. And, you know, creating websites to make fun of others, too, is not on. Um, We all have a little bit more time on our hands now and are likely spending time on our screens. And we have to be very careful about what we're putting out there and about protecting our privacy. We should really make sure that our privacy settings um, on all of our social media platforms are secure so that we're talking to only those that we want to talk to and not inviting intruders. Uh, And what happens if somebody is already in the position where a child or a teen has become the victim, say, of bullying? I know in a lot of cases it can be embarrassing, uh, but if they have come out to to a parent or to somebody they trust and told them, what do you do at that point? Well, parents should document any bullying activity that their child or themselves are, are facing Uh, They should also report unwanted text messages to their telephone service provider or cyberbullying or social media uh, sites as well. Uh, If um, there's bullying and it's coming from school, they should make sure the school administrators know. And in some cases, it's gone way over beyond just bullying. And if it's a criminal offense, such as a threat or assault or harassment or sexual exploitation, they should report it immediately to the police or to Crime Stoppers.
And are there heightened concerns as well in that we're seeing more and more people use different platforms to have meetings with numerous people, use different apps, and we've seen, unfortunately, uh, those sites being hacked. Are there also concerns that perhaps online learning sites and places where people might not have ever used them before, uh, that those are also the targets of hackers? They should check in with whoever is setting up these meetings to make sure that the appropriate private settings are in place. Uh, we have heard all sorts of uh, stories about you know, meetings being interrupted by people that weren't invited to the meeting. So it's very important that you have uh, your privacy settings done. And what about reporting people uh, to Crime Stoppers? We often talk about that when it's a criminal act. Uh, with something like this, though, is Crime Stoppers involved even before it gets to that point? Well, if someone suspects that uh, there's criminal activity involved, they should call Crime Stoppers or the police. If they call Crime Stoppers, they remain anonymous, so no one knows who it was that reported this activity. And in order to reach Crime Stoppers, they would just dial 1-800-222-TIPS, or they could visit our website, uh, www.solvecrime.ca. All right. Uh, Very, very good advice. Uh, Linda, while I have you on the line, I hope it's okay. I wanted to shift gears a little bit. Uh, After we'd reached out to to you to come and talk about this on the program, uh, we heard from Doug McCallum. He spoke with uh, Global News reporter Janet Brown uh, talking about the SkyTrain extension in Surrey. Uh, You are also a Surrey city councillor. He is optimistic, saying Surrey won't need to ask for any kind of financial help. And not only is he optimistic that the SkyTrain is going to continue, he thinks that it's going to be one of the first projects Greenland and will actually continue all the way to Langley. How do you respond to that? Well, we know it's not going as far as Langley for sure, not in the immediate future. Uh, It is right now on the books as part of a 10-year plan. Uh, Right now, SkyTrain is only scheduled to go to 168th uh, on Fraser Highway, which is very disappointing. It's four stops and an awful lot of money. I think we need to be thinking Uh, about that and also about the transition uh, to the Surrey Police Department. Uh, There's $129 million that has been allocated for that and we need to be pausing and thinking about what we can do to help the residents and business survive this pandemic and economic crisis. Uh, Do you think Surrey is in the the position where unlike Vancouver, which has already asked for $200 million, Surrey won't need to ask for, for funding? Well, I think what we need to be doing is supporting our residents and businesses. We need to be putting money back into the community uh, to get uh, to fuel economic growth once we're through this pandemic, Um, not spending money on things that we can maybe wait a while, if indeed or even needed to take place. Uh, We're all in this together. We need to help our residents of Surrey and not uh, be worrying about projects that uh, aren't going to create a significant amount of employment or economic growth or financial relief for our residents. Uh, And what would be an example or what do you think the city should be doing as far as supporting businesses and residents? Well, one thing that I have been advocating for uh, for a few weeks now is deferment of property taxes. Uh, Currently, all businesses and uh, residents' property taxes are due July the 2nd. We know there's a tremendous unemployment issue and businesses are suffering as much as uh, 70% in revenue, and that's even if they're able to keep their doors open. We need to be giving them a deferment to December 2nd, uh, 2020, with no penalty. I think that's a really good first step that we need to be doing so that people aren't paying penalties on their taxes or panicking because they don't have the money to pay taxes right now. Do you know of any businesses in Surrey that uh, have been forced to close? 
Uh, there's been several, and I, I won't name any specific ones, but you can go up into the Grandview Heights area or into Wally area. There's restaurants that are closed. There's small businesses. Everybody's um, uh, feeling the pinch right now economically. Uh, so, and, and sorry, do you know of any, though, that have closed permanently? Uh, I do know of some, uh, and I can... Uh, would prefer not to specifically call them out. Sure. Uh, you know, that's not my job. I feel that uh, we need to be supporting the businesses that are still open and helping those ones that maybe have thought that they needed to close permanently so that they can reopen at some point again. All right. So we will leave it there, uh, Councillor Annis. Thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. All right. Uh, Linda Annis, she's also the executive director of Metro Vancouver Crime Stoppers. So we were talking about keeping kids and teens safe online.